0: Hi, I'm Danielle and I'm Ty together we are hosting the Land bank podcast we promise this isn't some boring bank podcast
1: that's right we aim to entertain listen every other monday we'll tackle topics like finance business sports community events and maybe even a course or two of great food finds
0: we're always community minded
1: every voice every topic every time so turn the volume up settle in and let's, let's talk, talk nebraskaland,
0: nebraskaland. Okay, well, Ty, here we are in the third floor podcast studio of Nebraska Land Bank. How are you doing?
1: I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's beautiful outside. This, this wind is killing me, but it's, it's a gorgeous day.
0: I know days like this make me always think about summer, and I get really anxious. Do you have any fun summer plans?
1: You know, not really. Um, you know, I hurt my wrist last year, and I couldn't play golf. And, you know, I love to play golf, but I've already got a round and a half under my belt. I'm back. I'm a little um I'm I'm playing with a little bit of a real handicap here on my wrist but I'm I'm back to the golf course so that's exciting. You know, I don't think I have any big plans this summer. My my youngest son is targeting to graduate next December. And so we're looking at some uh, trade vocational schools that he's interested in. So I'm hoping that he and I can run out to Wyoming and South Dakota and look at a couple uh, junior colleges that he's interested in nice. and visit them. So that's on our docket for the summer. Um, what about you? Do you have a fun vacation planned or anything?
0: Well, I actually just booked a trip to the GoPro Mountain Games in Vail, Colorado. This is something I've done um, probably, I don't know, three or four times. It's Have you ever heard of them?
1: I mean, I know GoPro's the camera, the head camera thing, Yeah, right?
0: yeah. So the first time I went to this, it was actually a different sponsor. It was Teva Mountain Games. Um, but it's been GoPro for the last several years. But it's basically like they have um, people from all over come and compete in, like, kayaking, rock climbing, fly fishing, uh, mountain biking, running. I mean, they just have all kinds of events. And, oh, they even have the dog I can't think of what you call them, but where they the dogs, you know, do the jumps into the water or whatever.
1: Okay, I'm going to admit I actually watch those on TV with my dogs because we think it's fun. So, but it's, I like a good dog show too. So you got to know that about me.
0: Yeah, this is like it's one of the funnest things ever. They've got music and art. I mean, it's just so it's like all kinds of people. It's um, one long weekend, so much fun. And so we're doing that. I have a friend; her husband is an avid fly fisher, so he competes. And this year, he's actually helping teach or lead the youth competition. So anyway, that's what I'm doing. But I'm super sad because it's actually the same weekend. It's always like right before Nebraska Land Days, which is Mm -hmm. a busy time anyway. And this year it falls on the same weekend as the Miss Nebraska pageant. And I haven't missed a pageant in probably like five or six years. So I'm bummed I'm going to miss it this year.
1: Wow. You know what? I've honestly never been to the pageant.
0: You got to. I don't know. You probably. Jackie
1: goes to it. Um. A lot of the time but I've actually never been to the pageant before.
0: I love it. I never knew it's something that I would love until the, I worked at the bank. We had extra tickets one year and so um, I was like oh I'm just going to go check it out. I've been addicted ever since. It's so much fun to go and watch and I've had the privilege also of judging the community service scholarships in the past and that made it even more fun because you get to know the girls and you hear more about their platforms and, and then when you go to watch them perform on stage it's it's awesome.
1: Yeah, I think it's something that North Platte's very proud to host, and it's a great deal.
0: It is. It's pretty incredible that we get to do that right here in North Platte. And today, speaking of that organization, today we actually have two title holders from the Miss Nebraska Scholarship Organization with us. We have Caitlin Bowers who's Miss Fur Trade Days and she'll be competing this year in the Miss Nebraska 2022 pageant and we have Alexandra Thompson, Miss Alliance Outstanding Teen. She's going to be competing in the Miss Nebraska's Outstanding Teen pageant. So welcome ladies. Hi. Thanks for joining us today. Okay, so I want to know for those like Ty, who probably don't have a lot of knowledge about this, and actually I don't either, tell us kind of about the Miss America system and maybe how that differs from other pageant
2: systems. Yeah, so I think, you know, one of the biggest things is we're transitioning over. um, We really want to make sure that people are aware that we are a scholarship organization. Um, We're making quite a few changes, and so instead of being classified as a normal pageant, we are a competition Um, You know, instead of being contestants, we are now candidates and really um, showing people in our community that we are here for our brains and not just our beauty Um, and to really kind of just advertise for our program um, and reach out and pairing with organizations and working with other people in our community to help build our social impact initiative or our platform, like you said previously, Um, and really just building that and creating more connections.
1: And Caitlin, have you competed before?
2: So um, I'm on my fourth year competing. This is actually my first year in Miss. Um, in the past, I've, I've held two titles uh, in Teen, but because of our COVID year, I was actually previously Miss Alliance. So Allie, Allie holds a special place in my heart. She took my title previously. So it's it's weird being in the Miss realm, but I love it and I feel like it fits me very well.
1: And Allie, is this the first time you've competed?
3: This is my second year. I actually got to compete at state last year as Miss Sandhill's Outstanding Teen. And it's been a really great experience. Honestly, I've grown so much and met so many people who, you know, honestly, I didn't think I would know before. Like being here on this podcast with you guys is a great accomplishment for me. And I'm just so excited to keep on competing in the years continuing and hopefully be able to represent Miss Nebraska's Outstanding Teen at Nationals at Miss America's Outstanding Teen. Why let's take a minute for each of you
0: to just kind of um, explain why why you got started in pageantry and like what inspires you or, or made you attracted to the idea. Let's start with you, Caitlin.
2: Okay. Um, Well, I remember when I was little, you know, my mom was a waitress out at the canteen for quite a while, and she would come home from work. And one day I was still awake when she got home after closing, and I was sitting on the couch watching toddlers and tiaras. And I remember having a conversation with my mom, and I remember her saying, Well, is this something that you ever think that you would want to do? Obviously, little, little me, of course I wanted to do that, you know, and At the time, it seemed like something that I wanted to do, but I would never act on doing. And then um, in 2018, one of my friends who was competing in the organization reached out to me and said, Katie, I think you'd be perfect. And we, the day before the deadline, we registered for my first competition and it it just clicked for me and I knew it was something that I wanted to do. And being able to reach out to people and to um, share what I was passionate about was something that... Who would want to say no to that and you get to wear the sparkly hat so I think that's absolutely a bonus and so yeah since then it just continued to spiral and grow into something bigger and now I'm paired up with two different organizations and like Ali said we get to do stuff like this in our community so it's awesome.
3: How about you Allie? Yeah well my family has been in the organization for quite some time. My grandpa was actually the photographer for Miss Nebraska uh, for 25 years I believe when he ended up finishing that. Um, My mom was one of the first little sisters of the program, and I was also a little sister for teen, and Miss as well and I think that just growing up seeing all those girls being able to host them Kogan Murphy I got a host a few years ago before I started actually getting the chance to compete I mean just seeing those girls and how incredibly talented they were how well-spoken they were and how much they had accomplished I mean I think that's just really what pulled me into this organization specifically and also I just love the stage I've always loved it and so being able to perform You know, I've always danced, but singing on stage is just something so amazing. And just seeing all the people out there and just loving to perform has been something that's always been with me. So being able to, you know, perform as well as be out in the community representing this amazing organization.
1: So how do you guys beat nervousness when you're up on that stage and in front of that big crowd and in this competition? do you get nervous? I want you each, each to ask, answer this. Do you get nervous and how do you combat that? So maybe let's reverse. Allie, do you want to go first this time?
3: I would have to say, yeah, of course I get the nerves, you know, a little bit before, but I think when I'm backstage, uh, less nerves, but more just the excitement to be out there. Like I said earlier, I love to perform. And so when I'm out there, I just honestly feel like it's my place and all the nerves kind of go away and I'm just ready to perform
2: on my end I definitely think that there are nerves and and being completely honest there's a lot of pressure when you're going out there to perform you know um, like you said in North Platte the Miss Nebraska competition and now we're lucky enough to host the Miss and the Teen competition um, but you know having those there's so many people come to North Platte from surrounding areas to watch this because it is a big deal. Um, you know, there's a lot of little girls who look up to you, and there's so many people in the community who idolize you. And, of course, you don't want to let those people down, but I think that's also how you um, go against that nervousness is you think, okay, well, what is my why? You know, I want to go out there and I want to talk on stage about what I'm passionate about for these little girls to show them that we are more than a beauty organization and that these little girls can go out there and do exactly what we are doing as long as they put their minds to it.
0: When you sign up or apply um, to be a title holder, is there training that you go through on various things or were you did you just kind of jump in?
3: I mean, personally for me, I have a coach. But for my first pageant, I kind of just winged it. I mean, of course you have to look up those uh, current events and know what's going on and just being educated is super important. But I think that honestly, it's just about yourself and your confidence. Um, Of course, practice goes into it, but you just have to be authentic.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. When you when you register, you submit your information and, and that is what you do. There There's quite a few people who will work with a coach, um, reach out. I personally have um, met with a few coaches, but I've never really regularly um, met with anybody just because I'm I'm a busy girl, you know, being a senior in high school and all of the things that I do, just busy. But really, like Ali said, it all comes down to being your authentic self. How do you coach yourself is a a big lesson that you have to know as a title holder. How do you manage your time? What works for you to know how you can stay up on those current events? How are you going to reach out to the community to promote your social impact? How do you schedule your your practice times for your talent? Uh, how do you do your interview prep? All of those kind of things. Um, those, are, those are big that you do have to learn to coach yourself on.
1: So explain to me this, how the title holder thing works, because now like Allie, you're from you're from here, but you're representing Alliance. So walk me through how the title holder thing works and then how that rolls up into the the total competition.
3: Well, you compete, um, not necessarily in the area that you're representing. I mean, I believe Caitlin got her title at the same place as me in Alliance, and clearly she has a Fur Trade Days title, which isn't specifically a place. But
2: Yeah, so my title... Um... For the Fur Trade days is technically a festival that happens in Shadron. um so there is a miss Shadron title as well it's just kind of like a bonus like the counterpart to the miss alliance is a miss harvest moon festival title which is actually my first title um and so with that you can travel to different areas of nebraska as long as it is within your um, home state where you reside in you can go and you can compete anywhere um there are a few places that don't do that. I think the only one in Nebraska is the Scotts Bluff County pageant. You have to be within 25 miles of Scotts Bluff County or something along those lines um, to represent one of their titles. And then with that, once you win a local title, which is what the Miss Fur Trade Days or the Miss Alliance or Miss Lincoln or Miss North Platte is, and then once you receive one of those, um, that is your you know pass or your entry into the Miss Nebraska competition. Same as if you win Miss Nebraska or Miss South Dakota, then you go to compete for Miss America.
0: When you were talking about the current events, that's one that when I'm watching it, I feel nervous for the girls because if that were me on stage and I knew that there was an entire audience of people watching me, my mind would just completely go blank. And so, oh, that one is nerve-wracking.
2: Yeah, and I really think that with that, that's exactly where being authentic to yourself comes in. With an audience that big and with that big of a crowd watching you, there is no way that you can please everybody with your answer. And so rather than the words that you're saying, it's all about how you're saying them. Are you being respectful to all opinions? Are you, are you educated? Does your answer sound like you know what you're talking about? and and that really is what the judges will judge you on and really focusing on that you know what you're talking about and being polite in a way is really what it comes down to so
0: which aspect or component of the competition are your favorites and least favorites let's hear
3: from you Allie I would have to say my favorite part of the competition would be talent I love performing and I have a new song to sing this year at state so hopefully you'll be able to watch that online or see it on Facebook but I'd say that the scariest part for me would be onstage question. I mean, I always feel like I am as prepared as I can be before I go. I mean, there's no more preparing you can do once you're there and you're in the moment. But I think that just going stage and clearly making sure that, you know, you're being respectful and you don't want to say something that's going to start a controversy within your system. So I think just that's one of the scariest parts. But just knowing that I have performing behind that and talent behind that backing me up, I think that calms me a little bit.
1: So, Allie, you're a vocalist. Do you do you play um, any instruments or the piano as well, or are you st- straight vocalist?
3: Well, I am a straight vocalist. I actually started playing guitar two years ago until I had a major arm injury and snapped both bones in my forearm as well as the nerve. So I can't feel my left hand. Oh my goodness.
1: Um, how did you how did you do that?
3: Uh, I dance in my free time. I was doing tumbling and I did a back handspring on a trampoline. And you know when you like super bounce on a trampoline, go super high? I happened to do that and fell back onto my arm. But I did land it. I finished my <laughs> trick. I was doing a back handspring. <laughs> so... How about you, Caitlin?
0: What would be your favorite and least favorite?
2: Oh, geez. When I was competing in teen, it was definitely stage question. Um, I could disagree with Allie, but I, there is nothing better than getting a super controversial question and giving a great answer and then everybody just being like whoa she just answered that and i love that feeling i love it i think it's so awesome and it's always fun when you have teenage boys arguing in your class and you can chime in and say how you feel i think it's i think it's awesome um but now that i'm in miss i would definitely have to say that my favorite part of competition is pitch being able to talk about my social impact in front of everybody was a part that I feel like I was really missing out on in teen. You know, you're you're doing all of these things in your community and you're raising all this money and you're reaching out to all these organizations and you don't really get to talk about that in front of the audience. And so I absolutely love doing that on stage my least favorite, I don't want to say it's my least favorite, but I definitely struggle the most with talent. Um, Every single competition that I've done, I've switched it up. I went, I started out with doing palm and dancing. Then I was speed painting. Um, Now I'm going and I'm doing like a monologue dramatic interpretation. And so it's just that, oh my gosh, I'm changing this up again. I've never performed this. And so it's, it's out of my comfort zone, but I think that gives it thrill and it makes it fun.
1: Okay, now hold on a second.
2: <laughs> is this about the speed painting? <laughs> yes, yeah, speed painting. We got to talk
1: about what is speed painting.
2: Well, um, for talent, you have 90 seconds to complete your talent, and so um, what I did personally was I had a black canvas, and I used black paint, and so I did the black on the black, and so the whole time, you're like, oh my gosh, what is she doing? What is she painting? And then at the end, I throw glitter on it, and it was a simplified um, picture of myself with a crown on as kind of like a self-confidence booster. Um, the song was Who Says by Selena Gomez, so kind of just saying you know, a message to defy stereotypes, and... I was known as the glitter girl. Um, the people backstage were an awesome help in cleaning up my glitter mess, but it was it was interesting.
0: That's such a fun idea. Did you come up with that yourself?
2: Yes, actually, so um, the inspiration of it came from a previous title holder in another state, um, and she had actually speed painted upside down and then twirled her canvas, and so we put my, my own spin on it, and we katie it.
0: <laughs> That's fun. So a couple of years ago, they eliminated the fitness. Was it fitness or swimsuit in this swimsuit? swimsuit. Okay, um, teen
2: has the fitness portion. No, yeah.
0: gotcha. So, what are your thoughts and feelings about that? Were you happy to see it go? Are you disappointed or kind of want it back? Or what? What's your thoughts?
2: I I could see it go either way. Personally, um, I really do think that that was a step that was needed to be taken in order to really show that we are getting away from the the pageant norms and we are making it more of that scholarship organization and more of that competition. Um, I do think that that step was necessary. However, I think that that was also a way for those young women to showcase, you know, the hard work that they are putting into your body and that that shows both physically and mentally Um, obviously healthy looks different on everyone and so um, it it is sad to say that in our community you know in our society we that is the step that we had to take but I think that overall as an organization we could all agree that that was a our form of a healthy step and that we don't need that um, to show that we should be a title holder in my opinion so remind me they eliminated swimsuit but
0: added fitness
2: Yes, so um, Swimsuit was deleted, um, gotten rid of altogether for everyone. It's no longer a a part of competition in the Miss America organization at all. Um, And then in the teen category, they now do fitness, which is just a short, simple, little, you know, fitness routine, some push-ups, jumping jacks, that kind of stuff. And Allie could probably talk Mm -hmm. about that. And then um, we also added that social impact part that I was talking about earlier for the Miss.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Why does the Miss not do the fitness but the teen does? Do you know?
2: I I personally don't know. I mean, I think that that's something that we probably could add. Um, That was always something that I thought was kind of fun in teen. Mm -hmm. You know, you get to be kind of, you know, giggly and it's, it's like a little cute little routine. But I also just really enjoy working out and taking care of myself. And that's something fun for me. But I really, I don't know why they don't do it for Miss. How do
3: you feel about it, Allie? Well, I absolutely love the fitness portion. It aligns straight with my social impact initiative, MOVE, motivating others to value exercise. And also I have a pretty big personality. So being able to show my personality out there, you know, doing a fun little giggly p- routine, um, doing my jumping jacks and push-ups. I mean, it's nothing too strenuous, but I mean, I think it's just super cute. <laughs> and I mean, that's what teen's about. I mean, being educated as well as, you know, being teen
2: yeah and i I really do think that you know, whether you have fitness or whether you have um you know that the swimsuit portion of competition, like like I said, that portion of competition really is to focus on. Showcasing your healthy body and I I think that our title holders are still doing that on stage, you know through their um, Evening gown walk, you know, those are all things that you're letting those those personalities and your body shine and really showcasing what you bring to the table um, In a more a more more you way, you know And how you want to present yourself
1: if we shift over to the questions that you were talking about earlier Do you know what the questions are going to be or do you know like from a field of questions or is that a surprise? How does that work?
3: I mean, honestly, we have no idea what the questions are going to be. I mean, sometimes we have an idea like we know that they're going to be something that's current event and we know that there will be something about our social impact initiative or ourselves as a title holder but other than that we really have no idea other than in our personal interview we have you know a semi-idea of what they're reading off of our paperwork and kind of what to expect just being able to know your social impact initiative very well and being able to talk about that and answer any questions.
2: Yeah so um, kind of going off what Allie said typically in the interview it is questions off of your resume, um, your social impact, all the paperwork that you submit um, just kind of going off of what you have turned in, whereas with your onstage question, um, it's always one fishbowl, which is anything current event. So I think that at one of the last competitions I was at, it was, one of the questions was, how do you feel about sex education being provided to middle schoolers? And the next question was about the current Russia-Ukraine situation. And so they vary. You have no idea what to be expecting. It could have been um, something that happened years ago, it could have been something that happened yesterday. So really that's where being educated really, really does come in. And then if you don't know what's going on, just say you don't know what's going on. Um, and then your other question would either be a question about your social impact initiative or one question that the judges wanted to ask, but they just ran out of time or they couldn't in your interview.
0: There's some tough questions too. Absolutely. They definitely do not hold back.
1: What's, a, what's an example of a really controversial, like just off the cuff, can either of you guys think of a really controversial question that you've either, either been asked or seen asked?
3: I believe that I was at a competition maybe four years ago, and a good friend of mine, she's in high school, I know her very well now, uh, she got a question as a teen, and it was about, you know, sex education in high school, and at the time she was only a middle schooler, so she wasn't very sure on how to answer the question, but I think that was a big surprise for everybody, but she handled it like a boss, love her to death.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, I really think that especially when the election was taking place, there were so many questions about Trump and Biden and actions the government was taking and all of these all of these very high-level questions. Um, and I, I think that what stumped a lot of the title holders were, Lots of people have very different opinions, and um, how do you be respectful of those opinions? And maybe you don't personally have an opinion, but how do you make it seem like you have one? Um, and so those ones those ones are probably some of the toughest ones that I've seen just because of, you know, like I said, the time that they were in with the election happening then.
1: Okay. well, in a minute, I'm gonna ask them about their social impact platforms because I'm really interested to in that. But a little bit of social impact on our is identity. Related stuff. So we're going to shift gears to banking just for a second. But we're really concerned with trying to help people protect their identity and keep themselves safe from that standpoint, aren't we, Danielle?
0: We are, yes. And so, in fact, we are hosting um, Shred Day events in our local markets and all of our local markets coming up here in May. In North Platte, that Shred Day event is being hosted on May 18th. Um, So you can visit our website or Facebook for more information about that. But it's really important to monitor your identity because it's just increasingly fraud is getting worse and worse. Um, So I have some tips today to go over. Oh, cool. Uh, One of the tips I have is to, of course, monitor your bank accounts and credit reports. It sounds simple, but it's very important. And we, of course, offer several tools um, that help you do that, knowing where and how your information is being used. And our new Card Hub app has a really cool feature where it'll aggregate all of the places that store your card information. So I think that that's a super useful tool that we offer. Um, and then just staying up to date and informed on security breaches. Anytime you hear in the news that there's been a security breach, it's important to remember. I mean, just today I got an email about a vendor that I use. Um, and so they their company was breached. And so it's important when that happens to go on and update your online passwords. And speaking of passwords, using strong passwords. So I think the minimum now is like 14 characters, which is kind of crazy. Right.
1: You can't use like your pet's name anymore. You I mean, can, you got to yeah. like add numbers and symbols and... My pet's name doesn't work Names, anymore. So. No.
0: phrases, none of that's allowed. I know it's... I've had to change them, change
1: them all into complex stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, one tool that I use to help me with that is called LastPass. It's an app where you yeah. you have one password and you're able to access all the crazy passwords. Well, and it, it uses
1: face recognition too. And so I love LastPass has saved me a lot of a lot of heartache. Hey, and you know, anytime we have guests, I like to learn from you guys. Speaking of social impact when you guys are thinking about your bank or who you choose for services, um, either today or in the future, do you guys take into account the company and like what their culture is and what their social impact or community impact? Does that matter to you guys? Or how do you see that? Maybe um, Caitlin, if you want to go first.
2: Oh, yeah, I I definitely think so. I think that as what something that I've learned as a title holder I think that impression is very very important you know and so when you walk into a building you know what is what does that look like how is the community are are you seeming like a bother to them um, or or are they really there to help you you know are they asking you questions or are you asking them more questions you know how does how does that work I remember just the other day we were getting ready for um, our Miss Nebraska orientation and we had to bring all of these you know checks and you had to do all this stuff um, and and bring them all this money. Well, you know, me being an 18 year old, my, my parents were out of town for softball and I needed this money that was in my bank account. Well, I wasn't going to, they didn't want cash, you know, because they had to keep track of things and I didn't have checks. So what was I going to do? And my dad was like, well, go to the bank and ask for this and do this. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so I went in there and I just said, My dad told me I need to ask for this. What do I do? And they got me all set up and all taken care of. And that's something that I've noticed here as well, you know, being a part of the NLU program, um, just being able to reach out to those communities and having knowing that they're going to help you as well is something that is very important. You know, there's a lot to banking, a lot to know. And so being able to ask those questions is really important.
1: That's great feedback. Um, Allie, what, what kind of things would you think about as you're selecting a bank?
2: I mean I think it's absolutely
3: important for them to have a good culture Um, and since I'm 14 years old I'm getting ready to you know start opening a bank account and you know preparing to move into my upper teens and move into adulthood and so I think that it's super important to have those people who help you out and just seem like they're not just a bank, people who are going to be family and support you. You know, when you have questions, you can call them and they're going to actually help you and not just send you to another line, another line, another line. Because I know I've had problems with that in the past with just different organizations, not only, you know, banks. So I think it's just super important to have those people who would be there and really answer your questions, especially for me when I'm so young.
1: Great. That's fantastic feedback. Thank you guys. And we will stay focused on those things. We're very committed to it.
3: Um, Okay, so let's hear about your social impact initiatives. Allie, let's start with you. So my social impact initiative is MOVE, motivating others to value exercise. And with that, I have gotten the opportunity to be an ambassador for the American Heart Association, which has been an amazing experience. I am actually currently doing a fundraiser for them right now, um, selling t-shirts as well as doing a fundraiser for their upcoming Heart Walk in Omaha, Nebraska. Super excited to be there. And my social impact initiative focus is on the fact that, you know, moving isn't just sports. Moving isn't just for, you know, a certain type of people. It isn't for somebody of higher class or under the poverty level. Anybody can do it. I mean, going on a walk, playing sports, if you want to, going on a swim, um, it can be in your backyard or, you know, on a field. So it's super, super important to realize that movement helps so many people, and only one out of four adults get the recommended amount of exercise, which is thirty to sixty minutes a day, five days a week. Um, and actually, only one in five teens get that recommended amount. And I think it's so important to be, you know, reaching out to those people and you know inviting them to move. I mean, not only if you're just reaching out to your mom, let's go on a walk, or you know, take your dog on a run just for your personal mental health and physical health.
1: That's great. How did you choose that um, that platform?
3: Well, kind of coming out of the COVID year when I was getting into pageants, I my d- dance recital got canceled. I've been super big on dance my entire life. And so that was really hard for me. And not just me, but multiple other teens. I mean, sports events were getting canceled. They couldn't go out, they couldn't reach their friends, they couldn't talk to them. So I think that just realizing how many people were, you know, struggling with that mental health section of it just made me realize that there was a need for this. And so being able to partner with the American Heart Association and work with Platte River Fitness Series here out of North Platte and, you know, just get people out there doing doing what they need to do for a healthy mind and body. How about you, Ty? Are you, are you meeting that recommendation?
1: I go in waves, you know, sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not. And it, you know, it depends on how usually busy I am with other things. So no, I mean, I'm sitting here, I'm like, God, I gotta, I gotta do it all the time. I I gotta commit. I mean, uh, so no, it is inspiring. I mean, it's inspiring to hear you talk about that.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I'm definitely, I think, one of the four who is not (laughs) getting the recommended amount. Darn. How about you, Caitlin?
2: So my social impact initiative is called Emma's Crusade, Helping Families Grieve the Loss of a Loved One. Um, In 2011, I had lost my little sister to, you know, she was stillborn. And so I think that at that time, that was something that my family was – we were confused about. Um, that was something that we've never experienced before. Uh, stillbirth and miscarriage in general is a very taboo subject that's not not talked about very often at all. And so we were very, very confused at the time. And we started doing stillbirth memory boxes. Um, so my family had put together boxes that had teddy bears, disposable cameras, uh, flower packets, a photo book, candles that kind of stuff and we had donated them to our local hospital on my sister's birthday every year and then um, you know we got busy and it, it kind of started to die out and then I decided that I was going to take that over as part of my social impact initiative when I started competing and so I took that on myself since then I've gotten lots of donations we've had um, parents make um, hand like handmade make blankets and donate to us which is super awesome that the community is willing to do that for me Just with my stillbirth memory boxes, I have expanded to here in North Platte, the hospital in Kearney, the hospital in the Alliance area, and I'm working on expanding to Omaha right now. Then after my first year, second year of competing, I realized that there are a lot more people who are handling grief than just people who experience a stillbirth or a miscarriage. You know, everybody has experienced grief in some way, whether it's their pet passing away or their grandparent or their parents or a sibling. Um, And so I opened it up to coping with grief in general. And so really just um, advocating for families and making sure that people are grieving in a healthy way. Obviously that grief process is going to look a little different for everybody. Um, since then, I've paired up with the Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep organization, which is for stillbirth. i still keeping that because that is my personal tie. Um, during our COVID year, they had actually invited me to have my own booth at their walk, but that got canceled because of COVID. Um, and now we're just getting back to doing in-person walks. So I'm super excited to do that appearance again. Um, something else, you know, I'm a super big cheerleader. I love cheering. I've been cheering since sixth grade and I'm going to cheer in college and I'm so excited. Um, I started hosting my own cheerleader. Your camp and so that's actually coming up next Saturday if anybody were to register, but all of that money gets donated to Grief's Journey, which is a nonprofit in Omaha, actually, um, that helps families with with what they need. Last year, I had donated two thousand one hundred ninety-seven dollars to this organization, and so I'm super excited to top that again and really just continue to reach out to families. There's nothing better than getting a letter in the mail or an email of you know a mom or a sister who um, is reaching out and saying thank you. You know, I know I know that. I'm not alone and so just making that less taboo is really important
1: where where are you headed to college
2: I'm going to Hastings Wow yes yep I will have a double major in psychology and sociology and I created my own minor in coaching and I will also minor in business management and I will be a cheerleader there
1: Wow how did you decide to go to Hastings
2: it was tough um it really was Kansas Wesleyan was a big offer that I get a cheer at um Peru State midland there there were quite a few offers that I had for cheerleading which was nice you know knowing that you have options for something that you really want to do um, but really it came down to Hastings environment knowing that they were so welcoming um the honors program there is amazing their benefits um their professors are are so nice their cheer team is. They are some of the best people that I've ever met. I talk to them every day now. I'm actually going up there tomorrow for a cheer clinic. Um, and it, it just felt homey. And it it just clicked for me. Well, congratulations. That's Thank exciting. You. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Sociology was actually one of my favorite subjects in college. Um, it didn't really tie to my major that much. But uh, I took two or three electives in it. And I really enjoyed it. There's a lot that goes on there that people don't think about.
2: Absolutely. So. Absolutely. That's awesome.
0: And Allie, I know that you're headed into high school next year and you just got exciting news.
3: Yeah, I actually made my varsity cheer team, the one that Caitlin just moved off of, sadly, but she's helped me a lot with getting ready and prepping for tryouts and I'm so grateful to her because now I'm clearly on the team and I'm super excited for this upcoming year.
1: Are you a bulldog? Yes. All right, That's (laughs) that's what I wanted to hear.
3: Well,
0: congratulations to both of you
3: for your recent
0: accomplishments and everything that you're going to accomplish in the future. You're very impressive, young ladies.
2: Thank you. We appreciate yeah, it. Seriously.
1: Yeah, that's uh, it's a real, been a real pleasure to talk to you guys today. And so, uh, headed to trivia time, right, Danielle?
0: We're ready. Yes. So today's trivia. <laughs> you look nervous. It's okay. I am nervous. <laughs> very. It's. I think it'll be. I hope that. Well, I think it'll be easy for you. This game of trivia was inspired actually by Chantelle Birch. She is our marketing coordinator here, and she's actually in the room with us today. She's running our board. She is going to be playing Mrs. White in the upcoming production of Clue at the North Platte Community Playhouse. So break a leg, Chantelle. So our trivia today is based on uh, board games. Okay. 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 So I've got five questions for you. You can consult with each other. You have to agree to an answer and then provide the final answer if you both agree. And it's um, we've got five questions. To win the game of trivia, you have to get three of the five correct. And then as a reminder, if you win, you get $100 to donate to a charity of your choice. And then if you lose, it's really not losing because we'll roll that $100 over to our next podcast episode where our guests will play for $200. Ooh. And
1: I'm just warning you. Danielle always tells everybody this is easy. It's not easy. So, <laughs> so it, it whatever happens is, is fine. But it's not easy. Don't let her. Don't let her fool you.
0: <laughs> I really do think this. Well, if you're not familiar with the games that okay. the questions are based on, so let's just jump in. I actually I have options, but I'm going to try it without options. If you need the options, then I'll give you the options. But oh, we'll right. see how easy or difficult this is. <laughs> Me and Caitlin are a little competitive,
2: so we <laughs> got it. We're gonna get it.
0: Okay, so in chess, what is the only piece that can't move backwards? Do you want the options?
3: I feel like I might know this one.
2: What do you think it is?
3: I thought it was the queen, but I could be wrong.
2: I thought the queen could move anywhere.
3: I thought the queen could move anywhere. Is it the king then?
2: What are our options? Yeah, what
0: are our options? (laughs) Okay, A is the knight, B is pawn,
3: C is bishop.
2: Okay, so not not, not.
3: not the queen <laughs> or the king. Or the king. <laughs> I don't play chess.
2: What are you thinking? <laughs> mm,
3: maybe the bishop. I could be wrong.
2: I feel like it's the knight or the bishop.
0: Go ahead.
1: Can you give us the choices again real quick?
0: Sure. A is knight. B is pawn. C is bishop. I want to go with B. Okay, yeah, I agree. B pawn. Yep, mm-hmm. you're correct. Okay. <laughs> good job, ladies. Hey. Did you know it, Ty? Yeah, I knew. I'm a big chess player. I like to play chess. You're a chess player. You like yeah. chess? Yeah,
3: I don't think I've yeah. ever played chess in my life. <laughs> I used to play a lot
0: when I was a kid. I'm rusty now, so I'm not okay. as good. I now, pretended to
2: play if that counts. I would, <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I would say I was playing, but I had yeah, no like idea move how to them play. back and
0: forth and pretend that <laughs> I knew what I was doing. You know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, good job. You got it. All right, next question. In which game might you try to remove a rubber band from a leg with tweezers?
2: Uh, what's it called? It, it buzzes. You have the tweezers, and yeah. if you get it wrong, it buzzes. It's a picture of a yeah, guy. Yeah, I know what it is. It's just... And there's things inside of him, and you have to get the things out. I played out.
0: this the other day
2: in can class. Have our, I we should we have know. I'll again? give you
0: options. Do you know it, Ty? I'm just curious. Yes, I do know yeah. it. Okay. A, 911. B,
3: Ambulance. C, operation. 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 <laughs>
1: I don't know if you should have given them choices there. But I know. Anyway. But I, was,
3: I was thinking, I was like, I played this the other day.
1: It's harder than it looks.
3: It is hard. Okay,
0: next question. In Scrabble, how many squares are players given at a time to use?
3: I do Wordle, not Scrabble. <laughs> I know mean, Wordle.
2: Oh, geez.
1: I just recently was introduced to Wordle, so I'm, I'm new oh. to the Wordle are, world. Are you a
2: Wordle pro now?
1: Well, no, I had a good run. I didn't miss any of them. And then after about seven days, I got tired of it. You got to remember, I have a very short attention span. So <laughs>
3: Today's was so
0: hard. I'm Don't not, spoil I'm it. not I done, done it all, spoil but you it. see it all over. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I am, though, a big... We did lots of chess and lots of scrabble at my house. Mm, okay. All
2: right, all right, what are our options? Okay,
0: A is five, B is six, C is seven.
2: I think it's
3: either B or C. I agree. I mean, I'm 50% sure it's not A.
2: I feel like seven's a lucky number. Yeah, I so agree. Like, whatever I'm trying to do. think of, Scrabble's the one with like the
0: little the little tiles, the little wood tiles, little wood tiles yeah, that you yeah, form yeah. words with and you...
2: Maybe maybe seven would be pr- too predictable, so maybe yeah. it is six. Maybe it is six. Or maybe it's seven, because seven's a good number. I mean... Or maybe it's five, because five is just five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're it, you guess whatever you think. Go with your gut.
3: I'd say lucky number 7, maybe. You got it. Yeah. Okay, oh, my right,
1: <laughs> okay now that was a fairly <laughs> impressive uh, 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 that was impressive teen work. On um, yeah. I didn't know the answer, but <laughs> so I'm going to work I... the multiple I'm guessing you guys' ACT scores are be pretty good. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty
0: good evaluation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: that's
0: too funny. Okay, here's another one that we played often in my house. So sorry, these questions apparently aren't like <laughs> popular games, but they were in my house growing up. Okay, how many die are thrown in a traditional game of Yahtzee? Are you? Did you play Yahtzee? Mm-hmm. Did you play Yahtzee, Ty? Yes. Okay. I like Yahtzee. Yeah, Yahtzee's a good game. Okay, so oh A is it
3: four, B is it five, C is it six? I'm trying to think because there's a full house and then there's how many's in a full house? There's five, right? It's it's five. Do you five? agree? Sure, it is five. Okay, I was <laughs> going to say.
1: Yep, that that was well thought through. Yep. I've right. played
3: a couple nuts or Yahtzee tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> in my life.
0: <laughs> okay, last question. Professor Plum is a character in which board game? You better know this one. I know this one.
2: Do we do we get options again?
0: I can give you options, but let's just hear what it, What is it, Alexandra. Allie? It's Clue. It is Clue.
2: Oh, my goodness, because we did that for play at the high school, and they got a Plum suit. Yes. <laughs> yep, yep.
1: Okay, well, with that five-for-five five performance, um, we're going to alter the budget here a little bit, Danielle. Okay. They are each going to get to great. donate $100 to the charity of their choice on behalf of Nebraska Land Bank. Thank
3: That's you guys awesome. so, so thank much. You. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, Allie, you first. What charity would you like us to make the donation to? And
3: I would have to say the American Heart Association. Wonderful.
1: Fantastic.
2: Great. I'll have to stick with my grief's journey. Absolutely.
1: Wonderful. Well, we'll be very pleased to make a donation. We thank you guys so much for your time today.
2: That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah,
3: thank you. Thanks.
0: Well that's a wrap for today. Learn more about our podcast at nebraskalandbank.com/podcast and if you enjoyed the show, subscribe, leave us a review and find us on Facebook. Thanks for listening to the Nebraska Land Bank podcast. Community minded, every voice, every topic, every time. Remember FDIC and equal housing lender.